in a world. Kim was right. This is not going to go well. In a world. <laughs> Love it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. This was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
flesh and blood. Like, They're outlawed. Yeah, the attack. Yeah. Like, but then again, it also it, 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 it there are two things that stood out to me, and they're references from two different series. The first one was, and it's something that Voyager never really touched on, but I felt that they should, and it was the basically holograms becoming sentient and mm-hmm. the understanding that they were something alive. Right. Yeah. They didn't have hollow emitters, so they couldn't really do anything. But what happens when you combine the hollow matrix? Because they always trying they kept trying to meet this positronic brain, but the hollow the doctor's hollow matrix seemed just as capable as data's. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, don't, I felt like people would never really compare the two. And I've always felt they were extremely similar. And I always felt the doctor hollow matrix rivaled that of the positronic brain. Yeah. So what happens when you can't you can't represent, you can't replicate Soon's, Dr. Soon's um, technology, but you have something that rivals it. And you can replicate the physical cap- physical capabilities of Data's body and actually make something better. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, what does it take to host a positronic brain? It doesn't take much. You know, I, I, I'm quite sure the doctor's hollow emitter from the 29th century is around somewhere. And <laughs> yeah, someone got hold of it and said... And we put it back. We do have teasers that people are going to be returning from various series. We we have already seen data in Picard's visions. Mm -hmm. We saw in the teaser for this season of Picard. We saw Commander Riker, we Captain Riker, uh, Counselor Troy, and Seven of Nine. And we also know that I think we know that Jordy is going to make an appearance at some point. I would believe that he's going to be on there. I just haven't so, I haven't followed all the things that have been happening with the show. Did you see he, a trailer or something or uh, I, I think I think there was a I thought there was uh, there was some something that said that Dr. Crusher was the only next generation cast member that hadn't yet confirmed an appearance mm. on the card. Well, uh, I would like to see Bev Crusher come back. Yeah. I, I mean, but at the end of the day, if there is a foremost expert on Ponatronic anything mm-hmm. other than the creator, it is Joy LaForge. There's, there's... Or Bruce Maddox, who did get mentioned in this episode. True, they did. He was the, uh, for, for anyone who hasn't binged the, the Next Generation. As yeah, much I was going to say, because you keep yeah. mentioning he, his name, yes. and I don't remember it that concretely. Well, in so. that, well, then you will stand in for the listeners. Bruce Maddox was the Starfleet commander who, in the, I believe it was first season, may have been second season episode, uh, Measure of a Man. It was that big courtroom trial where Data was put on trial as to whether he was sentient or not, and uh, Picard had to defend him, and Riker had to prosecute the case... Yes. And then later in, I believe it was season six or season five, uh, the episode Data's Day, at the very end, we get a mention to Maddox because that whole episode is Data uh, recording a log of his attempts to be more human. And he apparently from that is has been corresponding with Bruce Maddox. And so now we know that Bruce Maddox uh, left Starfleet at some point and is now missing. So getting back to the the cameos, who are each of you most excited to see back? Or you could also answer it with who you would want to see who hasn't already been named as coming back from any of the Star Trek shows. Any of the Star Trek shows? Oh, jeez. I mean, feasibly within this timeline. So the TNG era shows, excluding Enterprise, obviously. I know he was... 
I don't believe he had a super huge role in TNG. Miles O'Brien. I know he was huge in DS9. I know he had appearances in TNG, but I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing him all that much in TNG. He I got think... big, I feel like he got bigger the later TNG went right before Deep Space Nine started. I would like to see him come back. He's an engineering expert, obviously. Mm-hmm. He worked closely with Jordy. He worked closely with Data. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to start talking about robotics, synthetics, um, he's a natural go-to. Okay. Sean, how about you? My first instinct immediately would have been, I would like to see, I would always, I would always like to see Seven of Nines story and how mm-hmm. it continued because at the end of the day there hadn't been a board in sec in earth's territory on earth mm-hmm. technically since wolf 359 mm-hmm. then all of a sudden voyager comes back yeah 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 we got a you know a board crew member it's like what hold up wait a minute like and welcome and, back crew but <laughs> hold up and you will get that story right so but if who, i had to choose someone else yeah who who you who we don't know if they are returning. So and has to be next generation. You said no, no, no. Just anyone from TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager that was alive at the end of their and the final episode of their shows. So it can't. You can't say uh, Data, LaForge, Riker, Troy, or Seven of Nine. Anyone else from any of those three shows, though? I can say Data, right? And let me explain why I can say data. And you, you, you said something that is significant in why I can say data. You said alive at the end of their shows, right? At the end of even their, though, their even though Nemesis story. was a movie, and I could get you with that loophole. I'm not gonna get you with that loophole. But, 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 no, you're not gonna edit this out. You can't this edit is this out. This is a, this, this is, is how it goes. Right, this right. is good stuff. The laws, you know what, and we can't really call them laws, but it's just ironic that they're talking about quantum science, right? And it's something that I've been dabbling in. Obviously, I can't try to understand it, but is this idea of quantum entanglement, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the necklace she was wearing showed those two circles. They were basically entangled, right? Mm-hmm. And it represented the reason why there were twins was because it was from one positronic particle in which he could access all of data's neural network. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that a singular atom contains the information that's needed to form an entire universe. It's, it's the idea of genetic memory. That that the idea that like you could take like a cell from a person and it would have the memory of that person. It's a it's something that obviously we have no idea yes outside no. of sci-fi, but yes and no. Because the understanding of positronic positronic brains is that if, if a positronic network or data's positronic processing was created to exist as, and they were quantum particles. Mm-hmm. What we know of the theories of quantum particles is that they exist in two places at once. If data's, they mentioned data's positronic matrix being lost, mm-hmm. right? And it being somewhere else, most of it, right? Because some of it was downloaded. And if from one molecule, you could not only replicate, but access it as it exists somewhere else. Now we're talking about not just time travel, but data existing in two places at once. Data not only existing before when he died and how he died, but also existing somewhere else. There has to be a reason why Picard's dreams tie into what data is doing, what he's saying, how is it possible that data is appearing in 
these dreams. And the one thing we know about Data's positronic brain is that it does interact with nature in a way. I think it was the episode in which Data was uh, either dreaming or something was happening. And I think it might have to do with the Traveler. I don't really know the episode. Probably go back and find it, put it in the notes. I think I know which one you're Yeah. About. And it was one of those things where he was dreaming and almost having premonitions. And it was kind of yes. this understanding, like, how could you do that when you're not a sentient being? And maybe the problem is that they've been trying to replicate data and what he is from a technology, not technology perspective, when he's possibly not a piece of technology, mm-hmm. right? Maybe he is these quantum particles. Now, how that ties into the Borg. The one thing I was excited about. right ahead of my I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. But I've been thinking about this. The only reason why Seven of Nine would be involved in this, because Seven of Nine was an expert on one thing no other Borg was. I mean, technically, they were all experts on everything because they all knew everything. But the Borg Queen trusted one drone with research on one thing. And there was a one, and it was one thing Starfleet officers could not touch, and they had a protocol that when they found this particle, they destroyed it. Omega, Omega particle. Yeah. So, theory of my own. I haven't been on Reddit. Okay. I hadn't posted it on Reddit. Might have to post it after this. What if data? So keep an eye out. You'll find out which ones Deshaun. You'll know which ones I'm talking about because they'll they'll get into some useless stuff that nobody wants to hear about. But the real geeks in the room. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but. What if Data's positronic matrix and its positronic brain was created from omega particles? Since they're banned, of course, no one would know how they how they how they function. Seven of Nine made one quote when she when they basically gathered up a whole bunch of omega particles. She said it's the closest thing to perfection you'll ever see, right? And it's and it's she described it to Chakotay as being like her god. Right. And what if it's this idea that omega particles are, in fact, quantum particles that were trapped? Right. It's something the board could not even do. They could. They, 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 they tried their best to understand it. Right. So, again, that's just a theory just out there, but really got me excited. And I'm kind of feeling okay. like, you know, you know, it's just this. uh yeah, I feel like it's, they're getting somewhere with that because, you know, the Borg, Seven of Nine, this is the first time we're kind of seeing it tie into data, right? Even the Borg Queen didn't have a full understanding of data's positronic matrix because she could not crack it. She could not access it. Folks, you can't you can't see it where you are, but Deshaun is, is literally doing a salsa in his chair right now. <laughs> That's how excited he is. Um, I'm no bachata, actually. That is, yeah. that is a lot... Sorry, a lot sorry. deeper than I was trying to go with that question. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, no, no, it's totally fine. Totally fine. I I saw the whole data thing as uh, a reminder that I need to back up my computer. I didn't see anything <laughs> deeper than that. You did. I'm glad that you did, and I'm glad that I now remember to back up my computer when I get home. Three places. <laughs> Three places, yes. Three places. I mean, I can't just depend yes. on the Google Cloud. That's not good enough. Nope. I just I just put it all on a on a thumb drive. That's There's a part so, of me that's dying on the inside right now. Sorry. So, Deshaun brought up the Borg, jumped way ahead of things. So, Mike, you uh, among us are, I think, the biggest Borg fan. Expert. I'm a Borg expert. And the biggest Borg that's... expert. Uh, Jane so, was afraid of you. So, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't get to see... We didn't get to see very much Borg, but we got quite a tease at the very end what did you think of that, and how do you think the Borg 
play into this? What do you think is the state of the Borg 20 years after the most recent um, Star Trek we've seen? What What's going on? To give my, us answers. To, give us answers. To my knowledge, I don't believe we've ever seen a Borg cube in the Alpha Quadrant captured. Every Borg cube that has come into the Alpha Quadrant has been destroyed. Right? Mm-hmm. Battle of Wolf 359. Gone. Right? Mm-hmm. I, how many other times has it happened? I don't believe there's been any other times other, than, other than first contact. Again, destroyed. Mm-hmm. So where did that board cube come from? There obviously in the past 20 years was an incursion or was there? And that was, was that like board? a mega cube or was it before all of this? Mm-hmm. We don't know because 20 years have passed. Yes. They have deconstructed what looked like an eighth of that cube. Yeah. So definitely looked like battle damage. Do you think there was definitely battle damage, but they were deconstructing it. You could watch they were ripping pieces of hull plating. They were and it did say Romulan and reclamation ships. Yes. Mm. So, so and that that we did get to see that um, old original series style bird of prey that looked right. like it was made out of Borg. Oh, metal. but then we saw the 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 uh, the Kelvinverse style of bird of prey with mm-hmm. like the swooping wings. Those were a little smaller, though. Yes, they were a little smaller. And those were, and remember, that was a Riemann mining ship. That's so true. Those might have been Riemann, uh, Riemann shuttles. I'm, as soon as I saw it, the first thing I, I thought of one ship and one ship only. What? As soon as I saw it, that Riemann, I thought of the Scimitar. That's the, that's the, that's the only thing mm-hmm. I think about. But the, another Big thing is, wings. yeah, another thing is, remember design. during the previews, like there was a, a trailer. And I remember pausing on one of the ships because it was like uh, they were prisoners, and it had a it had a you know, um it had a, a zero right, and it was yeah. like days since the last assimilation. You are just he's jumping ahead so, of you know all what? of my questions. Listen, people, I don't, I don't this this podcast doesn't even need a host. I'm just gonna let the two of you talk. I'm just gonna sit here quietly now. Sweet. No, um, we we don't know prop podcast protocol. So, so resistance is futile. So yes, there you you were the one um that that jumped on our. On our group chat, that noticed that uh, there was a, a day since assimilation uh, and the Romulan guards and all that. So I'm not going to ask you to speculate about what was happening there, but what effect do you think the finale of Voyager had on what we're seeing now? Because remember, it was uh, it was that big face off with the Borg Queen at the end of Voyager. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think? Because we we just you know we saw Janeway face off with the Borg. You really want to know what I think? We saw well, I think we I think we I think I've still got hard drive space here. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, let's, fine, let's fine, go, fine. let's go. What do you? What what you got a couple really terabytes. Think? The Borg Queen was in essence destroyed by future Janeway. Right. What we do know of the Borg is that without the central voice of the Borg Queen. They do still exist. They basically go off on their own missions. They don't have the support of the other Borg in Unimatrix One. What is Unimatrix Zero? Unimatrix One. She brings order to chaos. Right. She brings order to chaos. So the Borg's standing mission, standard sub protocol, is to go out and bring the universe into order. There could have been a few super tactical cubes that were just like, all right, well, you know, we, we went to Alpha. Let's go to Alpha Quadrant again and figure out what's going on there, and traveled to get. And, and, you know, may have gotten captured. What I think happened with the Borg after basically the last episode of uh, Voyager was essentially that they weren't just 
destroyed. They don't just turn off because they're disconnected from mm. the hive mind, right? They continue with their sub protocols. They stress. They have stress because they can't hear what's happening. And some of them, most of them, probably self-destructive. But we do know there were at least a couple of thousand who were operating and escaped from the hive mind because of Unimatrix Zero. Again, all seven of nine. We're seeing a lot tied back into everything and that happened with Seven of Nine in, in Voyager. There's also the the OG Splinter group of Borg, the ones that uh, that were on Hugh's cube. Mm. Remember Hugh from uh, from the Next Generation, the Borg that they uh, that the Enterprise captured, kidnapped, liberated, whatever whatever verb you want to use there. They hosted him on the Enterprise for a while, gave him a, and he was the one that developed a sense of individuality. Mm-hmm. And then they sent him back. And then we found out a few seasons later that that had totally messed up his uh, his board cube locally, not the rest of the, mm-hmm. the board mind, but his board cube. And they weren't able to, I guess, reformat them. Uh, and Lore came along and took advantage of them and tried to, you know, get them to make org androids. I don't know. He was trying to do something. And he didn't even Something really – he was like, like doing some like Island of Dr. Moreau stuff was going on. It was weird. I I watched that episode recently. It was weird. Um, even as but, uh, but at the end, they ended up going off and following Hugh, who was – they were all still Borg. But so we will be seeing Hugh again in Picard, but he will not be all Borged up. He will be more so? Seven of Nine-ish. You think so? He will be – I'm looking at the, at the first look of – Hugh from Picard, right? Because <laughs> we all this is this up. is Hugh. What the yeah? son of a wait, wait, wait. so? How does that change what you guys think happened to the Borg and how they play into Picard? Because because we know that Picard has a very like interesting relationship with the Borg because they assimilated him. So I think so, that's a, do the Borg still exist? Without a doubt, the Borg definitely still exists. You're sure? Because it looks like, from the pictures of Hugh, from that board cube, it looks like something happened. Borg got defeated. So I'm going to go out on a limb. Did any of you read the comic Star Trek Countdown? I have not, no. It is a... (laughs) I got your attention. (laughs) Uh, It was an attempt to tie in the events following First Contact to the Kelvinverse, talking about how Nero... Captain Nero mm-hmm. took Borg components, and that's how he built the what is the the Narada the Narada? Oh yeah, it's uh, the Narada. Um, it's an interesting tie-in if you haven't read it. I think they're still around. How are there zero days since assimilation? If the Borg aren't active somewhere, nanites are tiny. Mm-hmm. One nanite is enough. Yeah, I think you can't just say there's no Borg. No, okay. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the Borg are probably more dangerous now than oh, they yeah. were. The only issue is that assimilating assimilating a new Borg into the collective without the hive mind connection well, is essentially... It's a messy process. Yeah, is essentially basically throwing nanites into someone's system without any directive. They don't know if they're becoming a medical droid. They don't know if they're becoming an engineering droid. It's just basically, mm-hmm. at that point, you're probably just killing them. Yeah, you're it's probably, like a stem cell. It's like, I, am, I, you know, am I a toenail or am I a liver, you know? <laughs> Um, okay. So what are your hopes for how this season, 
how this show is going to play out. What what do you hope this show looks at? Uh, because we heard we did hear Patrick Stewart in the in the little featurette say this is not Star Trek: The Next Generation, and it very much is not. It's very much it's uh, it's not even Discovery to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very different from its concurrent franchise uh, entry, which we haven't seen before. Because usually, if a, if two shows are running at the same time, they generally share a universe. But this is while this this has Discovery elements to it. It is very different from Discovery. So, what are you guys hoping this will look at? What are you guys hoping this will? Uh, what parts of Picard do you hope this explores? And uh, do you hope he becomes a pirate with that little? <laughs> <laughs> I I I hope that it. Not that I hope it's already the first episode has already done what I hoped, and that was to continue i was i was you know no you know shade to fans who enjoyed the uh, star trek enterprise series but i absolutely despised it i hated it it was just, it was nah. you you got to you got to be on my podcast that i'm going to do uh, of enterprise wasn't as bad as you remember you got it you got to pay me a dollar we're going to um no the reason why was because the star trek in itself the federation had coming where their ideals would be challenged in a universe that is hungry for power that is that is dangerous that is you know not idyllic as earth they're modeling everything after earth we saw that with cisco and what he was willing to do to stop the rocks to stop the dominion war we saw what he was willing to do. Starfleet yeah, had all Starfleet had already changed. Picard is already talking about how Starfleet has changed. What I hope to see is how Starfleet has changed. And at the end of the day, if it was only just this one episode or an episode after this, reintroducing Star Trek, reintroducing sorry, reintroducing Picard back into Star Trek gives it a way to move forward. Even Discovery is going back again. That's my main thing with not really liking Discovery. Again, it's going back. I was tired of going back. You got all this advanced technology Discovery, and it's like, but oh, we're going back, though. Like, come on. I want to see what happens to the Klingons. Like, I want to see what happens between the Romulans. And, like, I, I'm, I'm. There is such a thing as too much continuity. I And you know me. I love continuity. I'm all about, I you know, read the Star Trek encyclopedia and the chronology and say, oh, well, this happened, this, and this is this, and oh, well, this doesn't make sense because that, and then that's part of my beef with the with with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, which I don't hate them, but there are specific issues. Like if you could transport from Earth to Kronos, why do you even have a starship? <laughs> anyway, we're going to leave that aside. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> but you can choke yourself with continuity. And that's why I like when they get out of these, these kind of zones and explore different stuff. Um, but still tie it back in. And I think there's enough room in the Star Trek universe for you to do that. I mean, I thought that Deep Space Nine and Voyager were very brilliant ways of doing that. 
I want to hear what Mike hoped for because but, I feel like I yeah, feel like Mike, so I feel like they made this for you. Like <laughs> they made this for yeah, me. Yeah, I feel like they're just Ooh, like, let's wait. All right. Seriously, he's been talking about they're born forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like that was like, oh okay. Oh, here so, we go. believe it or not, I'm not really interested in hearing any more about the board. Oddly oh, enough, oh, oddly enough, ladies and gentlemen, that what is you touched on. So can we, can Star Trek has always been, or Starfleet rather, has always been this organization that on its surface is explorers science. Mm -hmm. Clearly they've turned away from that. They closed down the entire division of robotics and synthetic research because of an incident. And don't get me wrong. It sounds like a horrific incident, but since when has Starfleet ever shied away from something just because of a setback? How much do you think the Dominion war played into that? Because that was a pretty, I mean, the, the, the founders were able to infiltrate Starfleet command. You know, they had people, People didn't trust each other. Wait, no, they, they, you were. They started other the, the synthetic division, the synthetic life. They started that because of the Dominion War. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it, but how much of the um, turning inward at any sign of a of a threat or kind of circling the wagons after any kind of threat do you think was caused by the Dominion War? Because if you if you think about the tor- towards the end of the TNG era with uh, on Deep Space Nine, there's a lot of conflict with the Cardassians, with the Dominion, with the Klingons. There was a lot of conflict there. So how much do you think those that era of of unsettledness really like changed Starfleet's DNA? I'd like to think it didn't. Because I mean, I, the I fight was to... built specifically for war, and so is the Akira class. Okay. As, as a counterpoint to that, the Defiant wasn't built for war. The Defiant was built as an anti-board vessel, purely, 100%. The, that, that was a patrol defense vessel, an anti-Borg. That's, okay. that's its whole purpose. Not to, not to no, nitpick no, no. details, but that's a, I, I, hear you, I, but, I can't, but I can't argue the Akira. The Akira, the Akira the is, Sovereign class? The Sovereign class is a Titan? warship with, with, with well, it's a Titan class. Yeah, yeah, Titan class. I did not hear the Titan. Class. Yeah, that was the uh, it was the first one was with slipstream drive. Right, 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 right. I would like to believe in the idealized version of Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have fallen from that, and what I want to see is what drove them to fall from that. Whether mm-hmm. that is the right now, we can make the assumption that it was the Dominion War. We can make it the assumption of the destruction of Nova Planitia's shipyards on Mars. We can make it whatever we want to make it, but I want to see it. Because to just say it happened, I think is disingenuous to the people who have been watching the show for forever. To just mm-hmm. say it happened, except it doesn't fly for. Well, I also I'm going to say something. Mm-hmm. You guys might not like it. Oh. Oh, here we go. The people, you might not like it. But I'm <laughs> going to say warned. it anyway. You've been warned. Starfleet. And call me, I don't know. Come on. They're a bunch of hypocrites. I can't wait to see it all destroyed. You, to boldly seek new life and new civilizations and to boldly go where no man has gone before. Wrong, you hypocrites. The eugenics wars. Cloning illegal. Omega particles. Omega directive. If you see it, destroy it. Ah! Synthetic life forms. Oh my god, we can't do this. They attacked us. Oh, we don't understand it anymore. We're going to go away. It all sounds like a Section 31 ploy to me. They're going to shut it down. They're going to not explore it anymore. But secretly somewhere, they're becoming masters of it. 
that's what it sounds like to well, me. Well, that's what that's I thought. Section thirty one is yeah. directing. Well, I didn't think about section thirty one. I I thought more if you're if you're publishing papers on it, someone somewhere is going to read that paper and and do it. You know, mm-hmm. like build something in a basement somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's why even allowing them to research and publish seemed a little ridiculous to me because, you know, especially especially in a galaxy as big as the one in the Star Trek universe, you're publishing something. It's going to get to some planet somewhere where someone's got the know-how, someone's got the resources. They're going to try to do, they're going to try to build whatever you are publishing about. Dude, the changelings, so, the changelings are still around. They weren't destroyed. The wormhole's still there. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other quadrant. Who's getting data from start? Like you mean? Mm-hmm. You mean? Oh yeah, we shut down our synthetic life form division because the entire galaxy does not center around the rules that apply to Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they keep. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we were doing omega particles and the directives and the set and the other. We shut that down. Eugenics, we shut that down. Obviously, obviously, cloning wasn't shut down because the Romulans were creating something. Obviously, you saw our nemesis. They're still working on it, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, it's kind of like it's a contradiction, almost a security risk. To go where to boldly go where no man has gone before, get there and say, "Oh my God, I pee myself," and then stop studying. That makes absolutely no sense because what's going to happen is your enemies are going to pick up on it quickly, quickly. That's like if if, if all of a sudden Earth, the United States tried to go to the moon and we crashed the shuttle. Now we're not going to do that anymore. And the Russians is like, "Oh, we see what they did wrong there. Let's go to the moon." We've seen that Picard's not going to have the Enterprise. It's been twenty years since. Nemesis, since the, the midpoint of the Enterprise E's service, is there an Enterprise? Which letter are we on at this point? And uh, will um, we see it? Oh, because it should technically, someone should have one somewhere. Someone should have one somewhere. Mm. Plenty of letters left in the alphabet, to quote Mr. Ricard. <laughs> uh, there's always going to be an Enterprise. There has to be. I mean, it's it's not this universe without one. I mean... Okay. It wasn't Picard's ship. I think it's trying to move forward. Like I said, I think what happened in Next Generation was very much fo- focal point focused on the crew and the character development of the crew and Starfleet, kind of, but mostly on the crew and their character development, which is why we have so much character development, Data and Picard. <laughs> what I see happening in DS9 and in Voyager... Voyager definitely, obviously, focused on the crew. DS9 changed the entire Star Trek universe to make it that the Star Trek universe is more than just Starfleet. And mm-hmm. it solidified a lot of things. You explored races that we'd heard about, but we really didn't kind of really get into. The Klingons weren't for a matter. Like, DS9 was essential to the Klingons. DS9 was essential to even mentioning the Breen a few times more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, we know the Breen getting like to, gold. Getting to, yeah, yeah, it's like Breen ship. Get a Breen ship, and it's just kind of like, oh, interesting. What are they about? Right? And, and I think what's going to happen, what, what I feel needs to happen, is that right now what you're seeing, especially with CBS and what they're doing, is that you have Discovery. You have Picard. It's it's putting us in a place where there can be multiple 
things happening at the same time. They don't have to be focused or be within a universe or focused on a singular conflict. They don't have to do that. We have no idea what's happening with the Klingon Empire. We have no idea if the Breen are gone, destroyed. We have no idea what's happening with Voyager. Is there a new Voyager? What happened to, like, all the technology Voyager brought with it? Had that been applied to Starfleet? Did they become a warmongering? Like, we, we have no idea. There's a lot that could have happened. And I feel like moving forward, what, even just this one episode, they're doing, like, it's just one episode of Picard has already launched us into just what the hell is going to happen. There's just so much that it opened up, and it absolutely has nothing to do with Picard. It has nothing to do with Starfleet. Obviously, it all does. That's why it's a damn show, and that's why it's on CBS Live. But at the same time, the doors have been opened, right? We know, you just informed me, Hugh is returning, right? It's just, it's just all these different things. And Hugh is returning. The other day, uh, Patrick Stewart invited, uh, invited Whoopi Goldberg back. When he was on The View, he invited her back to uh, and to she, be Guinan. Without a doubt. There's no reason why not. The universe is wide open at this point. And I know what they're going to do is that they're... What I was worried about with Discovery was that there's going to be so much of a singular plot line that they weren't going to be... They, the exploration was going to be lost, right? Mm-hmm. With the way that Red Angel, they were exploring different planets, different cultures, and they were kind of getting a, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're actually learning. Yeah, that's where it really felt... Very Star Trek, Star Trek again. Like, like each individual episode yeah. would stand on its own with individual science and just mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, we're actually meeting a new race, a new civilization. We're exploring mm-hmm. what's happening. I mean, I think he told us right at the opening, it's not Starfleet anymore. It's, it's not TNG. Not, yeah, it's not, not Starfleet. It's yeah. not about that anymore. He's saying, he told us right at the get-go, this is a departure. We're not doing that anymore. I think it's going to be completely different. I, I know some people are going to be upset by that. Personally, let yeah, them roll. Well, with it. I mean, anytime there's a change, there's always there's people always. I mean, people had problems with the new with the discovery Klingons. I personally didn't. Um, I didn't. I have a whole take on that, but uh, but I thought they were great. Um, all right, any final thoughts, guys? Acid versus nanites. Oh, okay, okay. Acid versus nanites. Yeah, I think it was some sort of uh, some sort of nanite or uh, technology or or just some sort of gel that. Um, that that guy spit up to destroy that uh, the rifle, the, uh, yeah, the phaser rifle he had, and the android that he then just did, killed. Sean, any final thoughts? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> but I'll write them in my journal. Okay. <laughs> but no, I think my only final thought is uh, I'm excited. Hey, you know, we could start a side podcast just about Picard get you jumping in this a little bit more weighing in on each episode which also by the way number one is dog oh that was the best that was so awesome that was that was that was I think that was our our biggest reaction to anything was to was to that that was great what was the other thing there was one other thing that happened I'm trying to remember it now and now I'm gonna have to rewatch this episode like six times we we, we all are I feel like well, I think that's a good place to end it, guys. Thank you both so much for for doing the the podcast with me. You're both welcome back anytime. Um, I'll do it again. I don't think you have a choice at this point. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's kind of. And uh, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to rate us. Make sure to comment on us. Make sure to follow us on social. Geek Prime on Instagram. Geek Prime X on Twitter and YouTube, and we will see you next time. Live long and prosper. Yeah.